Aloha, everybody, and welcome to another installment of the Pod Squad. Chad Blair, Honolulu Civil Beat. Today we're talking sharks and manta rays, specifically legislation at the Hawaii legislature designed to protect them. And joining me for that discussion is Inga Gibson. She's the policy director of Pono Advocacy. Hello, Inga. Hello, Chad. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we and I should let people out there know, I've I known Inga a few years now. We see each at the <laughs> ledge. She's always advocating yes. for, for animals and other issues. But tell us a little bit about uh, Pono Advocacy and its involvement in the Sharks and Manta Rays bill, which we'll talk about in a second. But I want to know more about your group. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, Pono Advocacy is um, uh, a policy consulting organization that I founded uh, based on my 20-plus years of experience working on animal and environmental protection issues. So as with the Shark Ray bill that we're currently going to be discussing, um, I cover the gamut of all animal welfare issues, so terrestrial mammals, um, wildlife, farm animals, um, a lot of domesticated animal issues, uh, working with the local humane societies on dog and cat issues, but also, you know, being in Hawaii, having grown up in Hawaii, we have a lot of very unique uh, marine protection issues. So this is an area of interest. I'm currently working with a number of organizations for the fishes, which is a Maui-based marine reef protection organization. It's actually called For the Fishes? Yes, For the Fishes. And uh, many sometimes forget that sharks are, yes, indeed fishes, very large, um, and also representing West Hawaii Humane Society, um, who... um, like myself and my experience, um, advocates for the protection of all animals, so from sky to sea. All right. Before we get to the bill itself, uh, if you go to uh, Inga's website, if you Google Pono Advocacy, you're going to see a photo (laughs) of Inga and a dog. Tell me about the dog. (laughs) That's dear Lucy, um, one of my many fosters. Um, Uh It was so hard for me to select a picture because over the years, um, now that I focus primarily on policy work, even though I worked um, years ago here at the Hawaiian Humane Society as a humane investigator, I don't get that direct animal care, uh, you know, working with them. So I foster animals, and that was Lucy, and she was adopted. And I got to do the plug, always adopt, and and please foster if you're not able to adopt. There are just so many wonderful animals. (laughs) (laughs) Now, tell us about um, House Bill 808. That is the the bill on sharks and manta rays. Uh, In a nutshell, what would this bill do? This bill would um, finally extend protections to all species of sharks and rays in Hawaii waters. There are about 40 species of sharks and rays that that frequent our waters. Um, Hawaii obviously has jurisdiction of three nautical miles from the shoreline out three nautical miles. Um, and then, of course, the EEZ, the federal you know government, has jurisdiction beyond that. So, this so the would, law would apply to, to our waters? Yes, exactly. Just within our state's jurisdiction, uh, it would prohibit the intentional knowing um, uh, entanglement, abuse, killing, uh, or capture of sharks or any species of rays and provide penalties and significant exemptions because we're understanding that there are going to be occasions for research um, and other uh, situations that will warrant some exemption. So why are people intentionally capturing and killing uh, rays and sharks? I know you mentioned research, but why are others doing this in such a way that they deserve this this penalty, which, as I look at it, is in the thousands of dollars. Right. Well, um, that's a great question. And, um, you know, having worked in animal protection and animal cruelty, um, we know um, that some, uh, you know, have some enjoyment out of seeing animals suffer. Uh, there have been a number of, of pretty egregious cases. I've I've given you a few photos. I won't. I'll spare you the, Actually, the gory I, details. Actually, I'm glad you brought up the photo because, uh, and for those who are, who are listening to the podcast, you can see the photo right on 
on the the website there. And what are we looking at? I mean, obviously, it's a shark that has been killed. It's quite awful. It makes me actually a little sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. But this actually happened recently in our waters, correct? Yes. Um, this was just um, on Tuesday, just this past Tuesday. He uh, up here, Kaneohe. Um, uh, we were notified by a concerned citizen who found this um, approximately six foot tiger shark um, dead on the beach. It's it was suggested that the shark was actually still alive when they initially found the shark, whose jaw had been completely cut out of the animal. Um, and this, of course, suggests that this this was done in order to collect these animals' teeth. And um, so these animals are, you know, of course we would consider that you know mutilation unnecessary. Um, but there is obviously still some economic drivers. Uh, for various shark body parts, their teeth. Um, we can, I know, talk about the finning law. Um, but we've seen um, dozens, if not hundreds, of these cases over the years, um, which has prompted us uh, to, you know, work on this legislation. Well, we will talk about the shark fin bill, which you were very instrumental in back in uh, 2010. But uh, let me just continue on this moment here. Um mm-hmm. What is the status of this bill, HB 808? I mean, here we are as we record this. It's the second crossover day, uh, and we're moving into the conference committee period. We're getting near the end of the session. Is Mm -hmm. HB 808 alive and well? It sure is, and we are absolutely thrilled. Um, It just passed um, on Wednesday its last uh, Judiciary Ways and Means Committee unanimously. Um, It had uh, previously um, both the House Bill 808 and its Senate, earlier Senate companion, SB 489, had also passed the Senate. So Senate and House unanimous passage has now passed its final committee and um, we've been signaled by the governor's office that he supports the measure so he would sign um, the bill that is yes that is um, what his office has advised us um, everyone so, knows we've worked on this for a while yes so, you have yes it's, you're very persistent too yes. having seen you at the Capitol so often <laughs> so is it gonna does it have to go to conference committee or is it a matter of one chamber saying hey we'll agree to your language and let's send it up to the gov right well um, one of our champions on this and many other issues Senator Carl Rhodes was able to um, had a good effective date. So right now, the effective date would be September 1, 2019. So we're hoping um, to to avoid the conference um, committee uh, process because, as we know, that that adds another layer where the bill may run into uh, missed deadlines or otherwise. So we're really hopeful that the House will agree to the very minor amendments that the Senate made, um, and there will be mutual concurrence, and we can send it straight up to the governor. And by the way, for those who don't know what effective date means, that means (laughs) the bill would actually go into effect, it would not be what's known as a defective date, like the year 2112, for example. It's a, a wonky uh, tool that lawmakers use to to make sure a bill doesn't get passed accidentally. Yes. Uh, but uh, to the listener out there who doesn't follow this as closely, I think the important thing you're stressing is that the bill looks like it's in pretty good shape. I have to ask, 808, HB 808? How did they come up with I mean, obviously, that's our area code. Was it? Yes. Well, you know, um, uh, Representative Scott Nishimoto and Chris Lee and others, um, including um, uh, Adela Bellotti, they were uh, introducers, sponsors of the bill. And, and um, it's funny because I, I, I never asked them. I, I haven't had a chance to ask them if that was intentional, but I think it's really symbolic regardless. <laughs> I, you know, normally they don't get an option unless it's maybe the first couple bills introduced. So yeah. I think it is so apropos, very easy to remember, and so representative of what this bill stands for. This is These are Hawaii's animals, Hawaii's iconic marine species. So go 808. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're lucky you're not the airport corporation bill. That's Senate Bill 666. Yes. <laughs> That's another story yes. altogether.
Uh, support for this bill is coming from the, the State Department of Land and Natural Resources, the Office of Hawaiian Affairs, the Nature Conservancy of Hawaii, even Snorkel Bob's <laughs> is is on board. Who opposes this bill? Has there been much opposition to HB 808? We have had um, tremendous support. Uh, on this bill over the years, uh, you know, some of the, the organizations you've mentioned and, and many, many more um, Native Hawaiian organizations, environmental animal protection organizations, scientists, Dr. Dikos from the Manta Ray Research Center. Um, the only concerns we've had at this point um, were from a handful of researchers that are concerned that this may complicate their, their research activities. That is not at all the intent. We support the research that has been conducted. Um, there's been some really critical information um, that they have uncovered about how ineffective culls of sharks can be, for example, the behavior of tiger sharks, especially around Maui. Culling, um, meaning taking nets and just grabbing a bunch of them to to get them out of the water. Exactly. Basically. Well, okay. what was done, you know, commonly, common Maybe because practice. there was a shark sighting or, or Ex- a shark attack. Exactly, right. Back in the day. An overreaction, know. really, to what is actually very rare. Exactly. And we know, scientists know, we know that culling is ineffective. I mean, you know, it's it's rare that you could even determine which shark may have been involved in a bite or right. an injury. Um, so they've done incredible work. Um, we appreciate that they, you know, like, like a lot of agencies and organizations, are limited with funds and staff, and we don't want to create uh, any more cumbersome project. But uh, it's it's basically a handful of researchers who unfortunately also p- opposed our shark fin bill back in 2010 for the same reason. Um, it, you know, of course, it turned out that their research wasn't impacted, and um, that is what we believe the case to be now. Okay. So, Former Senator Clayton, he instrumental in that legislation, if I remember correctly. Absolutely, okay. back in 2010. Two questions without too much uh, elaboration. How are sharks and rays important to the ecosystem? That's oh, the first question. The second sure. question is okay. spirituality. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, well, there, you know, sharks are apex predators. They are the, you know, they keep our oceans healthy. They, you know, they obviously um, consume uh, sick or injured animals. Um, they, uh, they're part of the larger food chain. Being at the top of the food chain, uh, their health is really um, indicative, or their, or their lack of health. You know what we're seeing now with their populations and they drastic are decline, they? Yeah. Uh, alarmingly. Um, so they are key predators that are part of the larger ocean ecosystem. So um, you know most fishers recognize that, and and that's why they're not intentionally catching these animals. Um, sharks, you know keep our oceans healthy. Um, and the concern, um, of course, with sharks and also with ray species is because they are very slow to mature to reproductive age, um, they may only have a few litters. They may only have a few offspring in their lifetime. So it's really important that we keep their populations healthy um, and viable um, for all the food fisheries, for all the other the, the fish, basically the entire ecosystem, they are critical to that. Reminds me of the line in Jaws from Richard Dreyfus: Great whites, they swim, they eat, and they make baby sharks. And that's yes. what, <laughs> that might not make it into the final cut. We'll see if April leaves yes. the line in. Uh, <laughs> but the other aspect of this is the, the spirituality, particularly to Native Hawaiians. I understand that uh, some sharks, maybe all, I don't quite know, this is not my area, but also raise our hamakua, isn't that correct? Absolutely, and we've been working with a number of Native Hawaiian organizations. Um, in addition to your mentioning, OHA has been very supportive of this, and we've actually uh, been able over um, over this process to get the name, the Hawaiian names of all sharks, mano, and um, rays, hihi manu. Um, that language is actually in the is bill. It's actually in the bill, so um, I think that, that again supports how s- culturally significant these animals are. Um, these animals 
Daniels, uh, Moana Ahana, the Nakachi family has been really leading this effort with us. Their family, Amakua, is the Mono. Yeah. And so there is. Meaning, a, uh, how would you define Amakua? I don't have the, um, the uh, spiritual. Yeah, guardian. Guardian. Exactly. Yeah. A, a revered, respected. Yeah. Um, there are, you know, generations and generations um, of their family and other Native Hawaiian families. Um, this is their, you know, spiritual animal. And it is their. It is their um, Kuleana beyond um, Manaao to exactly yeah. to protect these animals, and so of course what we see in these cruelty and unnecessary like killing situations is not only obviously cruel to the animal, but very extremely disrespectful to to Native Hawaiians. Uh, two final things: uh, there is a bill before Congress, the Shark Fin Sales Elimination Act. It is moving forward. Hawaii was, I believe, the first back in 2010 with the shark finning and shark fin product ban. Um, they're connected, are they not? We were first and others are now following suit? Yes, we should, uh, you know, Hawaii should be very pleased once again because uh, the act in Congress that you mentioned is emulated, is is modeled after Hawaii's law. Um, Hawaii back in 2010 passed the world's first um, and most still most comprehensive shark finning ban and the, the sales product ban. And we've seen, obviously, uh, the improvement in shark, um, sharks not being caught, especially in federal waters and also in in the state because of that um, but only about 13 states have adopted um, based on Hawaii we did start that global initiative um, so Congress is now looking to um, make that obviously a federal law which would apply to all states terrific final question uh, another bill that you were advocating for that didn't make it that is controversial year after year briefly tell us uh, what happened with the aquarium bill what it would have done and what happened to it yeah um, well as you know <laughs> as many of your listeners may know thousands and thousands of bills are introduced every session yeah. and um, this is an issue that we've worked on for a long time and, and a really you know again a very critical um, ocean marine protection issue because of the important role that these herbivores that these fish that are being collected in mass for the trade um, unfortunately you know it passed the Senate um, overwhelmingly uh, we got it through uh, to to the regulate house. or to restrict or to limit right. the catch? Uh, this would um, uh, phase out basically the aquarium, uh, pet aquarium uh, collection it. trade. Exactly. But there was a five-year phase out. So we thought that was a really um, modest compromise. Um, we also were working uh, with the department and others uh, to try to create new um, job opportunities for some of the, the, the collectors that may be impacted. So unfortunately, um, that bill... Uh, you know, didn't meet the deadlines in the House, so, as is what Strong happens. lobby from from the collectors and, and whatnot. Exactly. But I'm, I'm guessing you'll be back again absolutely, next session. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Uh, Inga Gibson, Policy Director uh, for Pono Advocacy and Lover of Animals, Terrestrial, Spatial, in the Ocean, <laughs> everywhere. Thanks for coming on to the Pod Squad today. Thank you. You can visit us at civilbeat.org and follow us on Twitter and Facebook uh, for the Pod Squad for Honolulu Civil Beat. I'm Chad Blair. Take care, aloha, and be kind to sharks and rays.